Welcome back, sports fans. This week, we have got, we going back to court to take down man who has risen too high. Or, yes. Or keep, or keep him floating, you know? We'll see. We'll see what the court decides. Maybe too high is a problem. We are going to cover all of the preseason football talk that you could possibly handle, and we'll wrap everything up with a very, very important fantasy minute. I'm Hooli. I'm the Joe. And, guys, if you turn this off before you hear this fantasy minute, I, I'm saying RIP your season. I'm, win your league with one minute of advice. I mean, we know we know what we're talking about. We've been playing for literally years. Um, and uh, don't even try to think about fast-forwarding to the end where it is. You Just sit and listen to the whole thing, and we'll get there. Yeah, we dropped nuggets the whole way through, and it won't make sense. It's like the Da Vinci Code of fantasy football. If there were chicken nuggets involved, <laughs> there's actually there's actually a secret recipe on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're confusing uh, Da Vinci Code with National Treasure. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> guys we're going to forego the starting lineup this week for something a little more pressing probably been the biggest story in sports news since we last recorded we're going to sports court All right, counselors, we've got a big case on deck. We are putting on trial none other than U.S. Olympic athlete Ryan Lochte. The defense of the case will be yes. handled by Hooley. Yes, that's right. There really is no case. This is an unjust witch hunt. But yes, judge. And the prosecuting attorney will be none other than the Joe. Uh, I agree that there is truly no case here. This should be open and shut, Your Honor. Uh, Ryan Lochte is, in fact, a super douche. Not, uh, I'd like to have that stricken from the record. Nothing's been decided yet. Uh, I would like that my client not be referred to as super douche. Uh, interesting that the defense is trying to change the record all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. I think that sums it up. A little bit of an opening argument from each side. And that is indeed what's on trial here is... Or is not Ryan Lochte a super douche? Opening arguments? Your Honor. Defense. Now, I may not be any big city lawyer. I might not be any lawyer of any kind. But what I am is a human being who can read other people. Ryan Lochte is a man who, with his friends, vandalized a gas station bathroom, was approached by security was told, hey, you're going to have to pay for this damage or we're going to call the police. And he turns that into a story about how he was robbed at gunpoint instead, making him a victim and not a perpetrator. He does this while on the grandest scale of the peak of his sport, 
the Olympics, the Summer Games, and tries to turn a semi-plausible story around so he can appear as a victim. If that's not a super douche, I don't know what is. All right. Um, the defense? Your Honor, my client is a world record holder, an 11-time Olympic U.S. medalist. He is noted for his philanthropic work that he does with some children, getting them into pools and off the streets. And if we're going to be frank about this real situation, you find it appropriate to attack and point when I see a man who is very much hurting and in a need of position of help. And I don't think that we step on people when they're down. We should look to extend our hand down and pull them up to where we are. Ryan Lochte is not a super douche. Ryan Lochte is a man with problems. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> counter argument from the prosecution. Ryan Lochte lied. He lied to his mother. He had his teammates lie. He lied to the United States of America. He lied to the world. He lied to Matt Lauer? <laughs> Come on, dude. How dare you? Be a man. Own up to what you've done. In fact, if you didn't try to weasel your way out of this, we would have had probably no idea that this happened. He did this to himself. He, sh he douched himself in the foot. I rest my opening statement. Your Honor, I would like no part of my client foot or otherwise be referred to as douche just yet, if that's acceptable. Um, I understand your point, but I don't believe his foot was referred to as a douche. I believe he just said his foot was douched. Okay, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm not douchey until proven guilty. So, so. I, I just didn't think that you had a, a Okay, good innocent there. until proven douchey. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So why am I helping? <laughs> <laughs> is it a lie if you believe it to be true? What? Yes. Is it a lie if you believe it to be true? What? This <laughs> is simply a case, specifically with the Rio vandalism in the bathroom, of miscommunication. Is it possible? Just is it possible that... After winning several gold medals again and is what likely his last Olympics, that Ryan Lochte did in fact overindulge in alcohol, which is one of the problems I was referring to earlier, and then acted in a way that was not becoming an American or of an Olympic medalist. But then what happened after wasn't lying and weaseling to get out of it, but a simple miscommunication. When the state police were brought to him asking him for money and then had their guns out, he didn't fully understand the situation due to his inebriation, his ignorance of the situation, and a simple lost in translation. So now along with alcoholism on his problems, we can add not understanding Portuguese to his problems. Uh, Your Honor, Ryan Lochte has a history of proving himself to be a douche. In addition to this whole fiasco, were you aware that Ryan Lochte had a TV show on the E! Network? 
It was called What Would Ryan Lochte Do? And yeah. different episodes were included. Uh, uh, different episodes included What Would Ryan Lochte Do with a TV show? What would Ryan oh, Lochte no. do if he got plastered? What would Ryan Lochte do on spring break? The answer is vandalize a gas station bathroom and then lie about police extorting money out of him when really he was just asked to pay for damages that he had caused, which is a very reasonable thing. Never said it wasn't. And either, either he thought that he could get away with this, which would make him a douche of the highest caliber, or he does have problems. A little bit of Johnny Manziel. But... I vote douche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would. I'm sure you would. And it's very easy to point a finger. And it's much harder to reach a whole hand down to pull someone up. And I, I think th- I think that we need to separate the art from the artist here a little bit. You know, you went on about all of his gold medals and all of his records. Th- that is irrelevant to the issue at hand. Uh, we're talking about the, the caliber of his personality, a man who Oh, would- but I, I feel like that speaks to it. And here's why. Uh a douche is someone who doesn't have drive, no instinct. You know, they, they might have the capacity to do wrong, and they will do wrong. But is it the habit of a douchey person to wake up every day at six in the morning to do two hours of pooled work, followed by breakfast, followed by weights, followed back into the pool, followed by more dry dock training, and then finally in bed by nine thirty because you're so exhausted? Yeah. Are that is that the daily habit of a douche? Yes. Because it's going to let him think that he's better than other people. It's going to put him in a position where he can have an ETV show. He, that's, what he, that's what a douche wants. He kind of is better than other people. He holds a world record and is a gold medalist. That, in some respects, Joe, he just is better than everybody else in the world. That's just a fact. He's great at fucking up gas station bathrooms. I think I can do a better job of him than that. <laughs> but that's not what the discussion is. The problem is that you're judging a man's actions. You're judging the actions of an addict like the actions of a man. And that is not a fair thing to do. If he, Does getting up at 6.30 in the morning, doing two hours of this, two hours of that, sound like the habit of an addict? Yes, it does. It's very habitual. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I realized as I was asking that question. Um, but Great. Does it sound like... It sounds like somebody who's who's addicted with competing and training and being the best that they can. It doesn't sound like a person who who gets fucked up, parties, and does stupid, shitty things. Where am I going with this? I don't know. Your Honor, I would like to submit my closing argument, as it were, at the moment. Look, Your Honor, you and I both know that Ryan Lochte is a giant douche. I'm merely posing the question that he might have severe alcoholic problems and possibly, possibly a little bit slower than everyone else intellectually, as evidenced by his long-term drinking, his trying to trademark of the word, which he repeatedly uses, and his ETV show, which clearly shows my client doesn't have the mental capacity to be a douche. I think I think it's being really unfair to say that that people who who have addictions, people who suffer from addiction, or people who maybe 
uh, on a different level, uh, cog cognitively speaking, I think it's a little unfair to say that they don't have the ability to be douches. I think anybody can be a douche. In fact, everybody can be a douche. That's true. I started my closing argument with, Your Honor, my client is a douche. But the fact is, my douchey rich client has paid me to present him in a light that could be construed as not douchey. Well, uh, does, that sounds like a concession from the defense. Yeah, but like, he still could have a lot of problems. I, I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. The court sides with the prosecuting attorney. Okay. Uh, the court does not believe that these things are mutually exclusive either. And, uh, you know, as Forrest Gump never said, douche is as douche does. Uh, the writing was on the wall. The writing was in urine. And he should have absolutely uh, just, you know, owned up to the consequences. It's as the prosecuting attorney said, um, you know, mm -hmm. this whole thing would not have blown up as high as it did if, if Lochte had been willing to, you know, just take on the responsibility of the fact that he partied a little too hardy, that he pee-peed outside of the potty. And we all do it sometimes. Yeah. You just got to own up about it. Yeah. And, and, and as a result, he, you know, put a lot of shame onto the U.S., onto the swim team. You know, he... Yeah, two of his teammates pulled off a plane... Yeah. By the cops. Yeah. Literally a at that point uh, issue in terms yeah. of security. And not to mention the fact that it just like Rio had enough going on wrong in the first place. You mm -hmm. know? Of a, a high profile story like these guys being held up at gunpoint. You know, I'm when we all saw it, I'm sure we all had this response of Of course that happened. Mm -hmm. You know? We didn't even want to, of course, it was, that's why he did it, because it was a foolproof plan. But, too bad, you know, there was footage, yeah. there was everyone's word against his. So, I'm, I'm saying douche. I, I, when I saw this whole story start to unravel, I wondered if it all started with him, like, lying to his mom. Because then, like, she was, the I think, the next one to announce it to, like, the public. Mm. And I wonder if, like, he didn't want to tell his mom. And, like, that's where the whole thing started. And then he was painted into a corner. But, I mean, the question is, did he act like a douche? And the answer is, Sha. Yeah. Ja. Ja, ja, ja. ja. Listen, he's ja, obviously ja, ja. a douche. He got his entire body fucking laser zapped of all of its hair. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's a swimmer, but I'm also willing there's a certain amount of vanity involved in that move as well. He famously said he ate McDonald's breakfast, lunch, and dinner all throughout the Sochi Olympics. <laughs> he's a fucking mega douche. Um. He's so douchey that being an 11-time medalist doesn't make up for the fact that he's a super douche. Like, he's a super douche. Oh, he did win 11 medals. Oh, super douche? Oh, yeah, he is a world record holder. If you turned a puka shell necklace into a human being, it would be Ryan Lochte. <laughs> he looks like the first evolution of a slim, shady Pokemon. <laughs> He's M. <laughs> He's M. Water type, obviously. <laughs> I think that's it.
looks like it's time for walk-ons. Personally. All right, before the long-awaited fantasy minute, we will be going around the horn through all of the divisions, comparing them to a very popular, or in some cases, possibly unpopular, Olympic sport to give everyone a sense of what's going on before the first game on September 8th. We're going to go division by division, tell you who we think is going to win, who the wild cards are going to be, and for any of you who aren't experts on the NFL and maybe want to understand it a little bit better, we're going to compare what Olympic sport each division will be this year. Uh, We're going to start with the AFC East, which... Holds, of course, the New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, and Buffalo Bills. Yep. And the Joe, this one's pretty easy to discern which Olympic vent it is. W- would you agree with that? I 100% would. 100% emoji would. 100% would emoji. There is one clear-cut winner and then everyone else in the division. So it's going to be track, track and and. So it's going to be track, track and field. <laughs> uh, what's the proper name of the of the event? Well, it's a group of. It'd be track and field. Okay. All right. As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's track, track and, and field. field. Uh, Usain Bolt is the New England Patriots just playing games with the rest of the division. They don't even have to go full stride. To win by a large margin. Uh, funnily uh, enough, large margin is what they'll call Usain Bolt after he retires. <laughs> large margin. That's pretty good. At night, just he's like this. He's going to get that Scott Bayo show. He's going to be s- large margin charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is... Uh, no, not even close. Not even close. And I am a Dolphins fan. Tannehill doesn't make that leap forward. Tyrod Taylor might make that leap forward. The, oh God, the Jets! Yeah, it's just a really long jump, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I don't think that any of these teams are gonna be able to vault themselves to the top. Yeah. No, the polling's there, and it's just not gonna happen. It's too many hurdles in the way. Yeah, shot put it lightly. <laughs> New England's gonna win. Discus. Unity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think this. The the other three teams can only hope to be that guy who I think was from Canada who just like is seen like smiling with Usain Bolt like hey dude I'm just happy to be here <laughs> yeah like any other team can just hope to be that team. We're gonna move into the AFC South, which is full of young talent and mm-hmm. excitement. The Colts, Texans, Titans, and Jags all have some young quarterbacks. There's a lot of excitement, a lot of speedsters. Basically, it's the SEC grown up, and there's a lot of room to play. Yeah. So, uh, again, I I think we agree on this one. This is... Yeah, I think you can just say it, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Gymnastics. Um, You know, we got the Simone Biles of the the Indianapolis Colts, you know, kind of the, the most proven of the gang with Andrew Luck, but still a lot of young up and comers. I still... I like some of the quote-unquote older players. Like, for me, the Texans are a bit of Gabby Douglas and that, like, been there, done it a little bit, but I think she still has a lot to offer. 
I do think that the Texans are going to take the division. Who do you have, the Joe? This one, I, I kind of think it's a shot in the dark. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Jags. I think that they have uh, enough firepower, and I think that that the the division is open enough yeah. that they can be the ones to, to pull ahead. I don't see him getting around that defense. I do think Blake Bortles makes a leap in year two mm-hmm. with his strong receiving core. Orange Julius still pulling in receptions out there. I like Chris Ivy, Ivory going south. I think he'll be a, uh, a good pickup for him. I just don't see him doing it. I think the Texans do it. And you have the Colts as the wild card coming out, right? I do. That brings us to the AFC North, a classic black and blue division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Annually, teams getting roughed up with each other. That's why we equated it to boxing. It's going to be a black and blue slugfest all throughout this division. Anyone could... Anyone but the Browns could really take it. Sorry, I was going to say anyone, but woof. I I followed your train of thought, and you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm excited because every year I am because I don't know any better um, because the team said it would change, and I love it, Um, and I'm staying with it. Um, But I think we have a chance to be really fun on offense for the first time in a long time since probably 2007. When we had the inexplicable years from Derek Anderson, Braylon Edwards, Kellen Winslow, and Jamal Lewis. Um, but with uh, Robert Griffin III, uh, Josh Gordon coming back after four weeks, Terrell Pryor, first rounder, Corey Coleman. like there's a Gary chance. Barnyard. Oh, Barnyard! <laughs> uh, love that, dude. Our defense is going to be atrocious um, and wouldn't be able to catch a cold. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. On a similar note, I'm going to go out of the realm of the Olympics and give the Browns the Theon Greyjoy Award because, man, that offense will be fun, but they still don't have any D. Did he get his date cut off? Yes. They took away his pink joy. (laughs) His pole vault. Yeah. But yeah, beyond that, this I mean, the Steelers are what? Guaranteed to take it right. Big Ben's lost some weight. He's coming back trimmer and, you know, really cool. And then once they get Levy and Bell back, they'll suspension reduced from four games to three. Yeah. And then Antonio Brown, arguably best receiver in the game. Even though he's got a Tetris haircut, <laughs> they have a lot of room to work and do some things really well. So I'm gonna give it to the Bengals. Uh, I think the the Cincy uh the Cincy Kitties will be able to put it together and, and take the crown. I mean, okay, you're wrong, but okay. I think the Steelers got it, so. Cool. Moving on to the AFC West, featuring the Chiefs, Chargers, the Raiders, and the world champion Denver Broncos. Broncos, obviously, a lot of overhaul, losing Peyton Manning in the offseason, him retiring, losing Brock Osweiler to the Houston Texans. So it's going to be a, definitely a different-looking team. A lot of these teams, you really can't know what to expect. Chargers with Phillip Rivers always have a shot. Raiders have a lot of young talent. Uh, Derek Carr, Amari Cooper. Um, I the- really like the Raiders. They're young. I really like him. I think Amari Cooper's great. I think Murray's going to be a fantastic back. 
I think they're really putting some pieces together, not only on offense, but on defense as well. Yeah. I was a big Khalil Mack fan. Absolutely. Uh, being a, you know, a, a mid-American conference kid, watching him a little bit. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to be able to make some noise, not this year, but next year. They're actually going to be able to compete for something. Who do you think takes the division this year? You know, I I think the Chiefs take the division this year. I don't think Jamal Charles is going to be. I think he's going to bounce back really well. All indications from camp saying that his knee feels great. Uh, they have a fantastic little offense in there set up for fucking Alex Smith. He's kind of on the Chad Pennington approach in that yeah. he doesn't have to throw it farther than seven yards. Yeah. and He, he can just ma- tries to not fuck it up. Exactly. And J- Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback because he doesn't <laughs> fuck things up. Uh, I like I like Kansas City to take it. Um, I actually like the Raiders. I think they make the leap this year. Mm. Um, now, this is probably heavily influenced by my um, fantasy stock that I already have sunk into the Raiders. Um, also speaking of which, make sure you stick around for our fantasy tips at the end of the show. Um, but I think that Raiders will take it, which is funny because both of us then have the world champion Denver Broncos not winning the division. However, I think we both have them as the wild card coming out of here. Yeah, absolutely. The defense is strong enough to push them through the next level. And Mark Sanchez sure is a quarterback. Uh, but fumbles could be a problem. Um, uh, I think Von Miller and Demarius Thomas. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I think Von Miller and Demarius Thomas can make a team relevant between the two of them. But you and I could be the quarterback with a trench coat on and pretending like we're here to play Mr. Quarterback, man. Time to manage a game. (laughs) And like still be okay. Yeah. Also dibs on top half. So, yeah, I, I have uh, uh, the two wild cards. So it's time to switch gears a little bit from switching one little letter to an A to one little letter to an M. We're going to the NFC East. The MFC East. I said N. <laughs> Did you? East, I heard M. <laughs> no, leave it. This is this is gold. Well, it's the NFC East. It was like a long walk that still wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a long walk, and you took a wrong turn. <laughs> you just wait till we get to the MFC Central. <laughs> so staying in the NFC, we're going to start with the East and kind of go the same way. Yep. The NFC East, the Giants, <sighs> the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Potatoes delicious what a shit division no no they're really good (laughs) (laughs) everyone loves them yeah uh, these teams none of them are great eli manning tony romo like i guess are uh, is kirk cousins real we'll find out this year you like that Uh, it's arguably the the division with the biggest combined markets so they always get primetime love even though these games are not that fun so their sport, their Olympic event is dressage. You might know it as horse dancing. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it. You don't really want to watch it. You're going to watch it, but it's just trash. Also- there are like out of these four teams, there's like six players I want to draft for fantasy, and they're all named Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Stick uh, around for that fantasy tip later on. Uh, this... Yeah, th- watching this division is like watching a horse walk around on two legs where you're just like, what are you doing? What is happening? How should I feel about this? <laughs> you don't um, look natural. Yeah, no. So the winner is 
anybody. Yeah, we're all winners if we don't have to watch. <laughs> They're not going to get a wild card out of there. Whoever makes it out with a 500 record is just going to get bounced out in the first round of the playoffs anyway. Yeah, it's like, yeah. looks like dressage, pronounced garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, for the record, AFC West, handball. Handball was the answer if you're playing at home. Oh, handball. Yeah. Uh, back to the NFC, moving to the South. Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Where do you keep your Buccaneers? Under your bucking hat. Shout out to Kathy Gennaro. So the eventual Super Bowl losers, Panthers, came out of this division last year. I think that they, they have a realistic shot of, of repeating cha- uh, as champions of the NFC South. There's a lot of really good talent in this division. So much talent. It's for, for many of the past 10 years, they've alternated who's on top. I mean, it really is. I mean, like Cam Newton could be, I mean, he was the MVP last year, mm-hmm. looking like he could very easily repeat again. Drew Brees is a perennial powerhouse in the passing game, and we're in a passing league at this point. Matty Ice never looked like he made that like jump into superstardom that everyone thought he might, but he's you know a Pro Bowl alternate quarterback. Like yeah. he's good; he can absolutely play. And should throw to Julio Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jameis Winston actually seems to be like he may have made a leap from his rookie to his sophomore season. He's dropped 30 pounds before he came into camp. He's like, I didn't like the way I was looking. I didn't like the way I was moving. It's a different game to college. I have to prepare differently. He's he, just cut out shellfish. It was really impressive. Oh, that's... That. Yeah, he just dropped it. Well, that's very unshellfish of him. <laughs> he... Uh... Um, so we think this division is swimming. Uh, yes. It's going to be very competitive, going to be fun to watch. People are going to be interested in what's happening. And there's a couple legitimate contenders that, that could make some noise from here. Yeah. I think we both have the – no, we don't. We both have the Panthers coming out. I think you have them as champions. I put them down as a wild card. I, I That's a soft commitment. I don't feel very strong about that. I think there's a really good chance that Cam just goes Superman again and, and takes them. Yeah, I think he's getting enough of that triple zero Greek yogurt to where he's going <laughs> to be able to do just fine for himself. You have the Falcons winning. I have them coming out as the wild one of the wild cards. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a roll of the dice. I think that, like I said, somebody can surprise and come out of here. And for some reason, I'm, I'm thinking it, it's going to be the Falcons. I think that those, this team, uh, even though they've never been favorites, I think that their window is starting to close between yes. Matt Ryan and, yeah. and Julio Jones. And if they don't put it together now, I mean, Devonta Freeman was uh, recreated, but small doses. We'll see. Safting yep. him, but you do you. Exactly. Uh, NFC Central. <laughs> uh, as as Huli originally wrote it down, uh, or the North, if you want to live. If in you want to call it that, yeah. If you want to live in 2016, uh, or from any time in the last 20 years. So the um, NFC North, <laughs> the Pack, Vikings, Lions, and the Bears. The Bears, all classic powerhouses. Uh, maybe not the Detroit Lions, but I mean. All I mean to say is that all of these teams at various points in recent and older history have been very strong teams, but none of them are really in a position to, I think, make a run this year. What? 
uh, Aaron Rodgers can pull it together. He's had two really subpar years in a row. I, I don't know if if they're ready to you know hit the ground running. I mean, he's had some injury concerns. Jordy Nelson last year. He's sure. had uh, a couple of tight ends go down that were supposed to be big for him as well. I feel like he has the tools, utensils, skills, abilities. He's in a. Sh- I mean, they get to play the Lions twice. Like, I don't know. I, I think the Packers can make a deep run. I don't think they will make the deepest of all runs, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the NFC Championship game by any means. I, I think there's a chance, and you're right. They, they've been kind of bitten by the injury bug, but that stuff is always hard to predict, and you can't yeah. say for certain that they're going to be healthy this year. Because I think that this isn't any of their time, uh, the Olympic event that I'm going to give the NFC North is the Winter Games uh, because <laughs> it's just not their time right now. They're great. They're just – it's not right now. It was before, and it, I think it will be soon, but it's, it's just not right now. But I think we both have the Packers taking the division. Yes. Yeah, so we agree, we agree with that. And we both have the Lions doing absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, no Calvin Johnson. I know people are like, well, it's going to Matthew Stafford can pass the ball around more and he'll be able to. But maybe there is a receiver that you should be picking up. Stick around for our fantasy tips at the end of the show. Uh, and last and certainly not least, the NFC West with the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams, and Arizona Cardinals. This division always has a lot of, it feels like a, a giant chess game. Like, it feels like a lot of the teams plan out a couple moves in a mm-hmm. row. They don't always work. Jeff Fisher, I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, but, but but especially with the Seahawks and the Cardinals and now Chip Kelly in there, it feels like it's really a, a battle of wits in this division, and, and a lot of uh, precision will be required to navigate and move out of it. That's why we went with fencing ching, 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 ching. as the <laughs> sport of choice. Sound of sorts. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you foiled on your <laughs> attempt to make a joke there? Is that what happened? And now you're a little jealous? Um, Is it his rapier wit? Epe. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, MB. <laughs> meep, meep, meep. But, yeah, a uh, great division. I think they're I, – uh, I mean, it's almost possible that two wild cards could – come out of here i mean like who knows what chip kelly's gonna do totally i i think like they have a high ceiling i think they also have a very low floor um with the the one-two punch of blaine gabbert and colin kaepernick woof it's like the one-two kick punch like it just doesn't make any sense but they went with chip kelly uh Mm -hmm. i respect him for it he did well for himself in the college ranks he didn't do so well in philadelphia but y'all are taking the plunge that's why the 49ers get my King Tommen Award for Leap of Faith. He jumped out of he, he jumped out a window. He okay. jumped out a window. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I take the cards winning this division. Sure. I have them as a wild card. My wild card is the Seahawks. I have them winning this division. Well. There we go. I think Thomas Rolls does an excellent job filling in for Marshawn Lynch. I yep. think Dockett's going to be a great receiver. I think Jimmy Graham continues to go underutilized. But it doesn't matter because Russell Wilson has a hell of a season. I think the Seahawks can be scary good. I feel like we... That defense is still phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And the young receivers seem to be stepping up. So, yeah. they who got knows? D- they got D like Chris Jones. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Well, let's see if it comes Tomahawk. out this year. 
<laughs> Good old Tomahawk. A little bit of Pacific Northwest DCO. PNW DCO. Well, that's uh, that's it. I think we made our picks for that. The Joe. We've gone through. We've talked about who we think is going to win each division. Let's go ahead. We'll skip the championship rounds. Okay. And we're going to go straight into Super Bowl picks. Winners and losers. Do you want me to start or do you want to go first? You can go first. Great. Uh, out of the AFC, uh, the rich continue to get richer, and I see the Pats coming out. Uh, Tom Brady playing on a shortened season only helps him physically. By the time he gets going, he'll be going. It'll be fine. I don't see anyone else standing up to him to get in the way. I just don't do it. And coming out of the NFC, I think the Panthers make it back. I think they're too good defensively, both sides of the ball. I have a Panthers-New England matchup with the Panthers taking it all. Uh, It's their time. Yeah. Uh, They yielded to old Pap Johnson, Peyton Manning. I, I think the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl as well. I have them going up against the Cardinals. I think Bruce Arians and Carson Palmer put all of their energy into the season, try to get over the hump, and I think that they get there. And what the hell? They win it. Super Bowl champion, I think first time ever, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Congratulations, Arizona. MB, you got picks, thoughts, anyone that you want to see win or lose? Falcons rise up. I was uh, excited to hear you guys throw them some love, even though as an Atlanta sports fan, not not really the Falcons so much as the Atlanta Braves. Sure. I would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be, I mean, like, <sighs> I don't. I, I'm not going to say that they're going to be one of the best teams, but I think that they can put together enough wins to be relevant. This who? Year. All right, the Joe. Then who? Who gets more wins? I mean, because it's obviously not going to be the Browns. <sighs> who gets more wins? Falcons or Dolphins? That's a really good question. I know, right? I'm going to say Falcons. Gentlemen's, gentlemen's bet? Yeah, gentlemen's bet. I'll, uh, I'll agree to that. If, right. uh, well, maybe not a gentleman's bet. How about this? Uh, I'll give you sushi. Okay. You have to eat sushi if the Dolphins win. Delicious. And I have to eat a flock of birds if <laughs> the Falcons do better. Uh, you have to eat chicken fingers. Okay, I, Sure, I'll eat chicken yeah. fingers. Yeah. Both purchased from Jewel. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta be like a weird grocery store or something. Yeah, Walgreens. Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't want Joe to be in like serious danger here, so, or else I'd say like Seven <laughs> Eleven. Um, I like how it's like you have to eat chicken fingers. Yeah, it's right. Like we could just be like, oh, I get, I, I buy this for you. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, you, you have, have to, to do it, sucker. <laughs> And you're going to get delicious dressings with it, too, chump. How dare you? You monster. You might even get some wasabi and soy. Ah, Take that. <laughs> delicious, you animal. All right. Well, that, I think that's our regular football preview wrap-up. Go ahead and stick around for that fantasy minute coming right up, kids. All right, everybody. We've been teasing this all episode. Your long-awaited fantasy minute. So glad that you listened in. Everybody's going to freaking crush their leagues this year. Take it away. 
Yeah, you want to win your leagues, you got to listen up. This is the Sports Retorts with Huli and the Joe Fantasy Minute with me. I'm Huli. And I'm the Joe. My Fantasy Minute is that I wish that people were excited to meet people as dogs are to meet dogs. I think the whole world would be a much better place if we lived our life with our enthusiasm like a dog with its head out the window, simply wanting to smell, sniff, enjoy, see the outside world, rather than ignore it, turn your head upon it. If we lived our lives like dogs, they would be able to greet each other and treat each other with respect that they deserve and want. My my fantasy involves um, going into a pool with jello mix um and then swimming around as the liquid becomes gelatinous and just being enveloped in the cool strawberry world that has become everything that i can experience with all senses of my body golden tate in the sixth round i think is not a reach at all i think with calvin johnson having retired he has a chance for a real big breakout year chris ivory can be the bell call back in jacksonville go ahead and draft him in the ninth and that's it. You you heard it here <laughs> for us. I think those are really nice fantasies. Thank you. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be really a lot better and stronger off for it. That's all we've got for you this week. Check us out on Twitter at Hooli and the Joe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hooli and the Joe. Follow us on Instagram, sports underscore retorts. Thank you, Daniel. And if you are listening to this on iTunes, uh, or even if you're not, I don't know, go, go to iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. It helps people discover the show. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Go ahead, stick around. We'll be uh, hitting you the rest of the fall with college football. We're going to have all those fantasy nuggets that you guys are going to want, I'm sure. I think ours was very helpful this week, so yeah, we'll come up with more useful ones than this even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys will learn all about all of the fantasies that we have. Yeah. Yep, remember, if your fantasy team is too strong, kids, get a safe word for it. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am GrabBot23548X. Time out. Hang on.